You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. everyone. We hope your Employment Rights Week hasn't been too stressful. And stress is one of the thoughts that influenced this week's podcast. We're moving into a mini-series on sickness and your employment rights. And this week we're going to look at your employment rights when it comes to your sickness, sick notes and fit notes especially where these relate to short-term illnesses at work. And by that, we generally mean short-term illness periods of less than a month. So that's a month where you're not able to attend work because you're unfit for work due to ill health. Then in the next podcast episode, we're going to look at the employer's response when you're away from work because of long-term illness. And then in the final episode of the mini-series, we'll look at what happens when you're off sick and facing disciplinary procedures. Now, when it comes to sick notes and fit notes, yet again, Employment rights only extend to people who are employees on permanent contracts with their employers. If you find yourself unfit for work, your contract of employment is the first place you need to look to find out what your rights are in relation to receiving company sick pay. Now, it may surprise you, but you don't have an automatic employment right to receive company sick pay. So receiving company sick pay is entirely at your employer's discretion. So what this means is that if you're off sick, almost in all cases, if you're entitled to company sick pay, then you'll receive a full day's pay or pay for a full period of when you're off sick. But there's no automatic employment right to this. This is entirely at your employer's discretion. So the starting point for anyone who is off sick is to look at your company's sick pay policy because that policy should set out what you have to do and the actions you need to take to meet the criteria set out in the policy. And once you've taken all of these steps, then your employer is obliged to pay you company sick pay. Now, this is really important because if you don't follow the company sick pay policy, you might still qualify for statutory sick pay. And that might be at a lower level than company sick pay. But your employer can withhold company sick pay if you don't follow the rules. Now, everyone, whether you're an employee or a worker, everyone who works for an employer, whether you're a permanent employee or an agency worker, temporary or zero hours contract worker, everyone is entitled to receive statutory sick pay if they are too ill to work. So if you're an employee, your employer will pay you according to the company sick pay policy 
after which, if you're sick, you should receive normal pay. So for employees, you will not normally receive your normal pay and statutory sick pay unless this is explained in your company sickness policy. However, if you're a worker and you're not entitled to company sick pay, then you will receive statutory sick pay if you're not able to work. Statutory sick pay is the minimum amount of sick pay the government says your employer must pay you when you're too ill to work. And your employer should also tell you how to claim statutory sick pay. It's not a secret. To qualify for statutory sick pay, which is more commonly called SSP, you must have started working for your employer, even if you're a casual worker. You must also have been sick for four full days or more in a row, which also includes any non-working days. You must also have let your employer know you are sick within your employer's deadline. And if there isn't a deadline, you must let your employer know you are sick within seven days of your first day of sickness. And you must earn at least £120 per week before tax. And finally, you must follow your employer's rules for getting sick pay. Because when it comes to statutory sick pay, your employer also has to follow rules in order to report that pay to HMRC. So you need to follow the rules so your employer can follow the rules. Now, you can only be paid 28 weeks of statutory sick pay in any three-year period. And currently, the rate of statutory sick pay is £95.85 per week. So your employer can't pay you any less than this if you are entitled to receive statutory sick pay. Now, if you're off sick for less than seven days, your employer can ask you to self-certify that you've been off sick. And some employers might ask you to fill in a form with information about why you're off sick. So even though for less than seven days, you're not obliged to give your employer a fit note, your employer can ask you questions about why you've been off sick and ask you to state that you have been off sick. However, if you're off sick for more than seven days, then there is a formal notification process that you must go through, which involves getting a fit note from your GP. When it comes to sick notes, which have now been renamed fit notes, you will need to provide a fit note to your employer if you're off sick for more than seven days in a row. And that includes your non-working days. Your GP will need to write on your fit note whether you are fit for work or when you will be fit for work. And your GP can also use your fit note to suggest any changes your employer can make to help you return to work. Now, a question often asked is whether your employer can contact you to ask you to do any work whilst you're off sick. And the answer to that question is that there are no employment rights preventing your employer from contacting you when you're off sick. 
What is expected is that your employer will honour the spirit of your employment contract. And in the spirit of that contract, your employer is expected to behave in a reasonable way, including contacting you about work when you're off sick. And what would not be reasonable is if your employer contacts you whilst you're off sick and expects you to complete work to such an extent that the work interferes with your recovery. And this can also be the same for employees and workers who are off work due to stress leave. An employment tribunal might view an employer asking you to carry out work or expecting you to regularly answer work-related queries when you're off work sick or off work with stress leave as unreasonable behaviour likely to interfere with your recovery. And even where employers have checked with you that you're okay to do that work whilst you're off sick, an employer is still expected to behave in a reasonable way and not place unreasonable demands on you when you're off sick. When it comes to sick leave and holiday leave, there can sometimes be a confusion about which takes priority when you're not fit for work. So let's try and clear this up here. If you become sick during your holiday leave, then you are entitled to cancel your holidays and rearrange your holiday leave for another day later in the leave year. However, what this may mean is that instead of receiving holiday pay whilst you're off sick, your employer may be paying you statutory sick pay if you don't qualify for company sick pay. And if you're not entitled to company sick pay, this may mean that you receive less money in the form of sick pay than you would if you received your holiday pay. So if you're turning your holiday leave into sick leave because you're sick, either before you take your holidays or during your holidays, you will still need to follow normal sickness absence procedures as set out in your company sickness policy. And that can include things like reporting your sickness to your line manager, even though you're on leave, or visiting your GP to get a fit note about your illness if you're off sick for more than seven days. And you also need to remember that failure to follow your company's procedures might mean that you may not qualify for company sick pay. The important thing to remember when dealing with holidays and sickness together is that you cannot be forced to take your holidays whilst you're off sick. And if you fall sick during your holidays, you cannot be forced to stay on holiday. Instead, once you notify your employer that you are not fit for work, you should be transferred onto sick leave and you should be able to keep your holiday days to use at a later date. One final thing to remember is that even when you are off sick, you still accrue holiday days. And this is particularly important if you're on long-term sick leave. And the other thing to remember is that if you're prevented from taking your holidays because you've been on sick leave and you've then returned to work with not enough time to take all your leave, 
you do have the right to carry over a maximum of four weeks of your annual leave into the following leave year. You do need to bear in mind, however, that if you don't make arrangements to carry your leave into the following year, and you also then don't take all of your leave before the current leave year ends, then you may lose that leave. So to avoid this happening, it's best to look at the leave you have left when you return to work from sick leave and try to assess how much of your leave you can realistically take before the end of the current leave year. And once you've done that, you should then make a request to carry over any remaining leave that you don't want to lose into the following leave year. And it will also help to make sure you tell your employer that you are carrying your leave into the new year because your sick leave left you in a position with not enough time to take all of your leave before the end of the leave year. And this is important because some companies only allow you to carry over maybe a week or two weeks leave into the following year. So if you want to carry more than that and that leave is there because you haven't been able to take it due to sick leave, then you need to say that because you are entitled to carry that leave over if the reason for not taking the leave is due to sick leave getting in the way of you being able to take your annual leave. And you'll remember, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, the same is said for COVID. If you've been prevented from taking your annual leave because of COVID-related reasons, then you can also carry over four weeks of your leave for two leave years. You can carry over sick leave for one leave year. So these are the basic things you need to know about in relation to your sick leave at work. Remember that your employer should not make you feel bad for taking sick leave or for asking for sick pay you are entitled to receive. And more importantly, your employer should not seek to discipline you or dismiss you simply because you asked for sick pay or the right to carry over your unused leave into the next leave year. So, of course, if you feel you've been unfairly treated by your employer because you sought to exercise your entitlement to sick leave or sick pay, your first step would be to lodge a grievance asking your employer to sort the problem out. Now, if your employer doesn't sort the problem out, then you have a right to bring a claim to an employment tribunal to ask a tribunal to help you to solve the problem. But you must bring that claim within three months minus one day of the date of the incident about which you are complaining. So if you make a complaint to your employer about not receiving sick pay that you are entitled to, the date that your employer tells you that they are not going to uphold your complaint, that is the date that the clock starts ticking for a tribunal. So three months after that date, minus one day, that is the date you need to get your complaint in into a tribunal. 
Now, if you want help to lodge your grievance, you can refer to the show notes where you're listening to this podcast, where you will find help with making a complaint at work. We've included some handy grievance help documents with this episode, which you can access using the download links in the show notes. And that's it for this week. We hope you find something useful that you can work with in this week's episode. And please remember to let others know we are here by sharing our content and leaving us a review about the podcast on iTunes or anywhere else where you're listening and where you can leave a review. We'd love you to share your views with us and tell us what you think about the podcast. So for this week, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye for now.